the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I follow a lot of commentators here in the course of preparing for my show on The Answer and someone that I've become aware of and followed and uh, respect for her opinions on the issues is Mahek Cook. Mahek is a local attorney and she's also a GOP strategist. You may have heard her on other media platforms. It is a pleasure to bring her to you as a guest on The Bruce Hooley Show. So, uh, Mahek, let's jump right in. When yet another Trump indictment came down last night, what was your general feeling, general reaction to it? Absolutely, Bruce. I think that the American people are tired of the politicization of our justice system and the targeting of the former president. When you have Hunter Biden on the sidelines with insurmountable evidence that he is guilty, tax evasion to payments from Russians and oligarchs, I mean, this is absurd. And as we see what the indictment came down with, it's going to be very hard to prove a RICO case. And more importantly, Georgia has had this evidence for two and a half years. <laughs> we know that the president is being targeted. This is all about politics and nothing about the justice system. And it is absolutely appalling that we are here today. Every time there's a breakthrough in the Hunter Biden case, President Trump is targeted. This is all politically motivated. And it's not going to stop the former president from continuing to run for office. No, it definitely is not. I just, uh, my personal feeling was our republic is, to me, so on the precipice. Here we have yet another indictment, a fourth of the chief challenger to a sitting president. I mean, some of the stuff in this indictment is just so ridiculous. One of the counts is for Trump telling somebody to turn on a certain channel because they're talking about the Georgia election recount. So it's, according to this indictment, against the law to watch a certain channel. That's crazy. Do you think people, not partisans who are immersed in it every day like you and I are, but do you think independents and people who aren't sure about who they're going to vote for realize how outside the norm this is? I do. And you don't have to be in the thick of politics or even a strategist. You just have to have a brain and believe that America was founded on justice and a republic to understand that what is happening is just 101. You have a sitting president targeting a former president that could potentially be our GOP nominee and secure victory in 2024. And everybody's watching because the presidential nominations, the debates, all the layers that go through before we get to that 2024 election, are critical for Americans, given where we are today and our economy on the world stage with foreign policy, I mean, immigration, the list goes on. So everybody in America is watching, and regardless of your political ideology, we are tired of this complete insanity that's happening in our justice system. And we know for a fact that this is, these are trumped-up charges. They are a way to divert attention from Hunter Biden, who is truly the person that we need to focus on today when it comes to ensuring that justice is served. 
Mahek Cook is our guest. You can follow her on Twitter at Mahek Cook. It's M-E-H-E-K-C-O-O-K-E. Her website is the same, MahekCook.com. Uh, let's switch to Ohio. We're a week out now since the defeat of Issue 1. I know that you were a supporter of Issue 1, raising the standard to amend the Ohio Constitution to 60%, as was I. It failed miserably. Uh, do you think that uh, Frank LaRose was ill-served by Governor DeWine, John Husted, and others in statewide office? LaRose was pounding the pulpit for this ballot measure. I don't really see the governor doing that because I don't really see the governor doing much on a daily basis anyway. But what did you think of the messaging and how do we fix the messaging? Because the stakes are raised considerably in the fall with an abortion amendment on the ballot. Right. So issue one failed abysmally. And it's very, very hard to sit back and watch not only what happened, but the aftermath. But we have to break this down. First, we truly have an issue in the Republican Party And as much as I am a strict constitutionalist, I want to protect our Ohio Constitution. The way that the Republicans went about this amendment and the special election, many individuals, and I can tell you, many Republicans felt confused and betrayed. Mm. They felt that this was too much too soon. They didn't have all of the information. They didn't know why a change was necessary. So we truly had a messaging problem on why now. My response was always why not, because we have now you've seen the police are going to be attacked next. Everybody says this is an abortion amendment in November, but it's truly an anti-parent amendment. Mm -hmm. And the list goes on in terms of what the radical left is doing. And Ohio is truly a battleground state. But when it looks when I look at some of these other Republican office holders, I'm deeply disappointed because there should have been a consensus, and everybody should have worked hard to ensure that the constituents knew what's at stake and what they're voting for. And when I'm getting phone calls on Election Day asking me which way to vote, five Republicans, I know we lost. I didn't have to look at the polls. I knew that there was a disaster in messaging. Now, look, special interest spent $14.8 million, 12 and a half outside funding to spread lies and misinformation. But the bottom line still is, that the Republican Party failed, failed its constituents, failed messaging, and it was too much, too fast, too soon. And Ohioans said no. Now we have another ballot initiative in November, and I pray to God that the party is able to actually separate the abortion issue from the anti-parent issue, because that's what's most important right now to me. Yeah, and I think that's where we have common ground with people who are independents and people who aren't, uh, you know, uh, fully aligned with the pro-life movement, is that I don't think parents want their rights taken away from them. They don't want their daughters to be able to have abortions without them knowing. They don't want their kids to who are struggling with gender dysphoria. They don't want that kept a secret from them by people in schools. And I hope the Republican Party is smart enough on messaging to realize that that is a place where they can gain support and make up that deficit uh, that prevailed in issue one. A hundred percent. I don't think you can take a sledgehammer to the state and force people to think like you. And I think, unfortunately, that's what many of the party members have done. And look, there's extremes on the Democrat side as well. But right now, I am just tired of the Republican Party continuing to forge ahead without listening to the people of Ohio. And as a Republican, I am still proud to be Ohioan, but I'm very, very disappointed 
in how this fight is ensuing and unfolding. And as a new parent, I can tell you the number one issue at stake right now is parental rights and ensuring that parents have a say in their child's health care decisions. And the way that this constitutional amendment has been written is extremely broad. It doesn't allow for parental consent. It doesn't even use the word woman, which means it's not just about abortion. It specifically states reproductive decisions, including but not limited to. That includes transgender surgery. This is where we need to fight and live. And abortion is for another day. We have state laws right now. We have a heartbeat bill that is pending. I think Republicans need to go back to the state house and work out what constituents want today instead of continuing to force their ideology. That's not how you win and change hearts and minds. Mahet Cook, our guest, GOP strategist, a Central Ohio attorney. Follow her on Twitter at Mahet Cook, M-E-H-E-K-C-O-O-K-E. Let's end with uh, you're a mom. Uh, You got bills to pay. I got bills to pay. Uh, We keep hearing from the White House and everybody in the administration that Bidenomics is working. It's working. They keep telling us it's working. People in the polls uh, say, no, it's not working for me. Uh, your thoughts on Bidenomics and where we are in Ohio and how Ohioans feel about whether it's working for them or not. So Americans for Prosperity is right now doing a Prosperity as Possible tour. They're traveling across the state of Ohio to talk to everyday voters. And I can tell you, not only as an individual who's a mom and supports my family, Bidenomics is not working. And it's not a Republican or Democrat issue. They are truly pocketbook issues. If you look at the data released just last month, food insecurity is at its highest since Biden took office. I mean, we are truly facing a financial hardship, and it's continuing to get worse. It started when Biden took office, and it's continued to get to a point where individuals can't afford groceries. We had a woman report to Americans for Prosperity when she was in the grocery store. She watched another mom put groceries back because she could not afford them. Mm. And this is truly a disaster that was self-created by the Biden administration. And there's been aid that absolutely softened the blow during COVID-19, but we have left millions of Americans struggling, food, gas, you name it. This is unaffordable and it's not sustainable. And 34% of Americans today will tell you across the country they do not approve of Biden's economic leadership. Well, I certainly don't, and uh, I feel it every single day when you go to the grocery store and you just look at things and think, man, I can't believe it costs that much. But that is where we are, and hopefully uh, voters will be wise to that and not be so dug in with their long-held allegiances that it will result in a repudiation of what we've seen from this administration over their time in office. Mahek, it's a pleasure having you on. I really appreciate what you're doing, fighting for conservative causes out there. Mahek Cook on Twitter is at uh, Mahek Cook, M-E-H-E-K-C-O-O-K-E. Her website is her name.com, MahekCook.com. Mahek, thanks so much for your time today. Hopefully we can have you on again. Thank you so much. Uh, that was nice, having Mahek Cook on the show. We will have Mahek back. She's uh, very knowledgeable, very well-versed in Ohio politics and national politics. Uh, appreciate the opportunity to bring her perspective to you. Uh, as you well know, we are joined every Thursday here on the show by Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org. And Matt, also, same kind of perspective. 
same kind of uh, critical thinker and a guy who has served his country before in the Bush administration, Homeland Security. And as Matt looked around the state of Ohio and saw how things were working or weren't, he decided that he would explore a run for governor. Now, his exploratory run for governor got a big boost yesterday when uh, Man of the People populist candidate Joe Blystone uh, released a statement giving his full support to Matt for governor in the 2026 governor's race. It's a long way off. You might say, well, it's way too soon to me to be thinking about governor in 2026. Uh, Why? Why is it too soon? I mean, we have a governor who uh, apparently doesn't enjoy actually doing what governors should be doing, not what Greg Abbott's doing in Texas or Sarah Huckabee Sanders is doing in Arkansas or Ron DeSantis in Florida or Kevin Stitt in Oklahoma. They're leading. They're casting a vision. They're marshalling the troops, getting things done. Do you see Mike DeWine doing that? I don't. He shows up at the state fair, cuts a ribbon or two, gloats about a business coming to central Ohio, even when he has very little to do with it. Uh, But he doesn't lead. He doesn't take a position on controversial issues. For instance, is Mike DeWine out there leading for the SAFE Act to keep fake men out of girls' locker rooms? Is he pounding the pulpit for the necessity of that? Uh, No, he's not. Is he raising the uh, very distinct possibility that soon in Ohio... A man or boy pretending to be a girl will start dominating girls' sports? No, Mike DeWine is taking the position that, you know, I don't really think we need to worry about that in Ohio. And here's the thing with boys playing girls' sports or men playing women's sports. It's not a problem until it's a problem. And when it's a problem, it's too late to fix the problem. Because by that time, some girl will have been disadvantaged by a man winning honors that the girl would have won if only she had been able to compete against girls. Or that girl and other girls will be traumatized or threatened or creeped out somewhere along that continuum by that boy or man being in their locker room. So it's not a problem you can wait until it surfaces to fix it. It's a problem you have to head off before it begins because otherwise there will be girls damaged by it by the time you, Mike DeWine, wake up and do something about it. I don't have any fear that Matt Mayer will be on top of that. I didn't have any fear Joe Blystone would be on top of that. And now Joe Blystone, who ran and received 22% of the vote in the 2022 GOP primary for governor, uh, now he has thrown his full support behind Matt Mayer. Here's the comment from Joe Blystone. He says, given his deep understanding of the challenges facing Ohio after spending time with him and seeing him in front of Ohioans, I know that there's no one better to hand the reins of our grassroots movement than to Matt. Matt can bridge the gap between my voters and and Jim Renese's voters to secure a win for all of Ohio. And Blystone says, I'm committed to do all I can over the next two and a half years to make sure every Ohioan who voted for me last year votes for Matt in 2026. Uh, Matt Mayer, of course, expressed his appreciation for this and uh, said he will pledge to redouble his efforts to uh, win the election on behalf of Ohio. And here's where it gets really interesting. Uh, Matt Mayer's done the analytical work on looking at Blystone's campaign and the results of Blystone's campaign. And he says that Joe Blystone won 23 of Ohio's 88 counties and came in second in 40 counties after spending less than $700,000. Now, one of the big contentious things leading up to the 2022 midterm election was that the Ohio Republican Party picked favorites in primaries. 
and they sent out their endorsement of DeWine and Husted for governor. They did not allow Jim Renacci and Joe Blystone, who were separate, you know, candidates contesting DeWine's nomination for governor. They, the Republican Party of, of Ohio, did not allow that primary to be waged without putting their foot on the scale for the incumbent governor, Mike DeWine. That stirred up a lot of anger among people who really, really, really pay close attention and are dialed in and was a big reason why certain people ran for the first time in their life for public office, namely to get on the Republican Central Committee for their county or for their district to keep that from happening in the future. That battle is being waged right now. That battle between holdover Republican State Central Committee members and new Republican State Central Committee members, the chief fight that they're having is, is the Ohio Republican Party going to endorse in the primary, and are they going to advantage with funds certain candidates over other candidates? I don't think they should, and that's the view of a lot of the new members of the State Central Committee. So now we go back to Matt Mayer's analysis of this. He says, Blystone spent less than $700,000. There's little doubt that had the Ohio Republican Party remained neutral as it should have, and had Joe Blystone had a little bit more funding to be on radio, television, and in the big counties, Joe would have won the primary. He says, I will stop the Ohio Republican Party from putting its thumb on the scale, and our effort won't face similar extreme funding deficits. We'll be highly competitive with a level playing field in all 88 counties. Now, what is Renese going to do? Is Renese, who's chased the governorship and uh, he ran for senator as well. He ran for senator because he did the, pa- the party a solid stepping in for Josh Mandel when Mandel bugged out in the middle of his race against Sherrod Brown. Is Renese going to run again? I don't know. I think the Republican pool for governor in 2026 is already we know. It's going to include John Husted. He's announced because I think. Matt Mayer forced his hand to announce early. Uh, Dave Yost, he's announced. There are thoughts that Warren Davidson might announce. Here's what I find intriguing. Matt Mayer, populist candidate, I think he's going to gain traction. What is Vivek Ramaswamy going to do? If Vivek Ramaswamy, come on, he's not going to be president, but is Vivek Ramaswamy running for a cabinet position? Did you see Vivek Ramaswamy as... Head of, like, the Commerce Department? I could see that. I could see that. Is Vivek Ramaswamy going to look at governor in 2026? I don't know. Ramaswamy, smart guy. He's getting his name out there right now. What's his political future? But this endorsement of Matt Mayer by Joe Blystone is a big, big deal. Oh, uh, Robert Sprague, the uh, treasurer of the state of Ohio, is also uh, hoping to be the governor of Ohio going forward. So... We'll keep our eye on it. We'll continue to talk to Matt. Any other candidates welcome to come on as we keep you informed in a very, very consequential race. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.